Welcome to episode 261 of the Doctor of the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here for all of Today we're going to talk about episode 2 of Underworld. <laughs> Let's see. Planet, the um, ship's hull is getting thicker and thicker and hotter and hotter because the Doctor tells Herrick to keep firing their laser cannon and keep firing. And canine breaks in and says that at last they've um, penetrated the, the outer coating that's been attaching itself to the hull and then managed to break free with the last burst of their fuel that they have and um, are able to get out of that only to find that they're still in the gas cloud and that there's a small planet in the way. Um, now they're out of fuel. They can't navigate away from the planet. They have to prepare for impact. They're going to hit the planet and crash land. Doctor tells Leela to hold on to something. And um, they do crash into this white surface planet, but we see the ship kind of enter the surface. This is a little watery type uh, planet. Doctor then says how. It's a um, soft-formed planet. The core would be solid, but the exterior would not be yet. The um, Jackson and his crew uh, detect the P-7E, the ship they've been tracking. That's the right name, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, P-7E. Yes. And, oh, they must track that because the quest is the quest. So we, um, we see on the planet there are some workers underground in some tunnels, and they are working very hard moving ore, moving rock of some kind. We learn that they're the trogs, and they are slaves. They are being watched by these overlords in big, thick, heavy black sweatery costumes um, on video screens. And one says to the other, oh, they were two birds yesterday, and so we're probably going to need a sacrifice. And, well, a good sacrifice makes the slaves work harder. The um, Jackson and his men, of, or Jackson Herrick, I believe, put on an extra helmet to their spacesuit and prepare to go outside their, their blast doors to find out about the planet where they've landed. <coughs> Excuse me. And so they open the this door, that door, and they go out and come right back in because they, um, they've seen just solid rock outside. The gathered uh, slaves are talking amongst themselves that, yes, they know they're slaves. They're slaves to the overseers, and the overseers are slave to the, or the guards, and the guards are slaves to the overseers, or the seers. And how, but this is not what was, not the whole prophecy. Their, their escape must be in the stars. There's an overlord, an over overseer present and comes into the group. The one slave breaks away and runs 
the other guards guards give chase through the tunnels and then the overseer picks another uh, relative I believe to the running slave to be part of the sacrifice Jackson and his crew take their shield blasters uh, one of the weapons that Lula had uh, previously and they align them and they blast through the doors through the rock and then the crew go out and end up in a tunnel so they start to look around there's a the camera that shows that's usually focused on the slave workers is searching through the tunnels and so they hide out of the way and then they reappear and start exploring the tunnel area they notice though that there is a camera and that they're there's someone is trying to watch in a way the overseers note on their video a skyfall on nine and send even more guards to be looking in the tunnels Jackson and Herrick um, return to the doctor and Leela and say that oh the planet how the planet is and that the planet is inhabited and they saw a camera so they're inhabited and intelligent and they should be careful and he grabs the rest of his crew uh, Tala and Orf and uh, tells how they must be careful but oh the doctor and Leela need to stay behind the doctor says, oh, well, the quest is the quest. He says, no, this is our quest. But as soon as they leave, the doctor and Leela leave the, the ship. They are talking about the radiation present on the planet. And the doctor says, how well, of course you have radiation on a forming planet. Then Leela tells him to hide and pushes them out of the way and so they, they hide behind some rocks as the slave runs by and she says well I wonder what he's running from well, he looked awfully scared he says well I don't know I'll go find go ask him but they continue to hide as some guards are looking on uh, trying to find the slave they go uh, away and the doctor and Lilo run after the slave the slave finds his his way back to the R1C ship and crawls inside the partially open doors. The doctor and Leela quickly hide in a cart full of rocks at some point uh, at one juncture and cover themselves with a blanket as the guards are following. They haven't found the slaves, so they radio in and they say that once they have cleared the other tunnels, they have this one fumigated. Says, oh, I don't like the sound of that. So they head back to the ship. They get there. Leela sees blood on the door on the threshold. So they enter cautiously, and she tries to attack the slave. And Doctor holds her off, and sees that he's injured, and talks to him, and introduces himself. Sends Leela off to get some tissues keeps sending her away to, to get something and then he talks to the slave and sends her away again Jackson and his crew are still searching in the tunnels 
he sends Herrick ahead to reconnoiter the scout and so Herrick puts a little white looks like a white reflector on the rock to mark where he'd been and goes ahead turns out he's being followed by an overseer and also seems to be going around in circles within the tunnels so he gets back to where he left the original marker but the crew of other crew have gone Overseer confronts him and calls him a trog and fires upon him. Herrick puts up his shield weapon and the ray bounces back, kills the overseer. The other overseers are calling in to Overseer Klimt um, and he's not able to answer. Herrick picks up the radio and answers for him and says how he's unavailable anymore to take their take their call so they know that Klimt is dead and for all they know a trog has killed him and has a weapon so that they, they must seal off the tunnel now and fumigate right now so the order is given the slave uh, tells the doctor his name is um, Ibe Ibis Ibis um, as the doctor binds his injury and talks with him and he asks the doctor if he is a god sent down from the skies to save them. The doctor, uh, Leela again comes back and they notice that there's gas or fog, something coming in at the, the ship door. The doctor goes I just go scramble off out of the door. The doctor goes to goes to get him and brings him back. Tells Leela to take him inside and to keep him safe. And the doctor goes back out into the into the caves. He makes his way to some type of a control panel, and we see the fumes coming out of this grate in the wall of smoke just pouring out of them as the doctor tries to work on the controls with I believe a sonic screwdriver the smoke is still pouring out as the doctor is trying to work on this to stop it and at the end what a short episode yeah I feel like Herrick has gone in circles in the tunnels to no um, no real end well they repeated so much and yeah they had a lot number of scenes that we ran yeah the camera on the wire in the in the tunnels well, and the people walking through the tunnel the people walking You'd through the tunnel you see the same group the walk through the same tunnel yeah multiple times even, I think, when it was supposed to be a different tunnel. Yeah. It was still the same one. Same CSO tunnel. Um, the smoke pouring out from the grate and the wall. We saw that like three times. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the doctor keeps sending Leela to, oh, get some tissues. Oh, go unplug K9. Go do this. It's just silly. Um a lot of things that are just a little strange that um, you know not 
we think we're getting some advancement of our story, but we're really outside of the, of the fact that they're on this planet and still tracking their ship. They haven't really discovered much Mm-mm. outside of that they're in tunnels. And now the, where did Jackson and his other crew go? See, they were standing right there by the rock when Jack, when Herrick placed the little reflector disc, and then he circles around and finds them gone. At least that's what we assume. We assume. It's hard to know whether the geography is correct. Yeah. But that's what it looked like. Yes. I just feel like there was a lot of walking around which made it seem like that there wasn't anything that happened. Even though a little bit did, we still haven't advanced our story very much. Except that we have learned that the, of the other inhabitants of the planet, that the other inhabitants of the planet were probably from the ship. The doctor gets that much from um, Idris these people were from the sky or from the ship but oh no they've been told there's nothing up there anymore the sky has been destroyed or whatever mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and we see the overseers they are pretty scary in their big old their costuming is interesting with um, like uh, raised shoulder rounded shoulder epaulets kind of and all very dark black textured black with um, like grommets Mm -hmm. in a pattern on their chest plate and then on there's a black hood essentially black like sweater um, knit cap that goes all over the face and in the face there are a series of uh, rows of these grommets um, to see through. Kind of spooky, really. Mm-hmm. So they do look um, like the, the overlords or, you know, guards watching over the, keeping these slaves in line and they look very mean and very big and strong as well in control. And then slaves look like slaves. <laughs> the people are just dressed in tatters and rags. And mm-hmm. you see, often enough, if it's a Dalek episode, they have the human slaves emptying rocks into baskets and the baskets into something else and tunneling under the earth. And uh, for one reason or another, is what we usually see in Dalek episodes <laughs> of some kind, up to this point anyway. So they look like all of those other slave labor people that we have seen in the past. So what do you think? Um This episode was a waste of footage. Mm-hmm. They reused so much they could have just cut this whole episode out because I guarantee you we're going to see a lot of the same footage in the next episode. Yeah, let's see. Or in the fourth part. Uh-huh. 
I don't understand why they felt the need to include it. Yeah. They should have just cut it out altogether. Yeah, I felt like the last episode was had a lot more information for... I mean, it, it was a first episode, so you get usually a lot of information. But it just expected to have a similar level in this one, and I don't feel like we do. You know, I know it's difficult when they switch to being on their ship and learning about this crew to bringing them to this planet surface and finding out about this other planet, but you just expect that you'd, you'd have more, especially because they'd be now going outside their ship. And I don't feel like we we see that. It, it's also bad when the whole, nearly the entire set and setting is done with color separation. Mm-hmm. That's, then, that's better in small doses not having this and and then seeing the same part of it over and over again as they walk through the same tunnels with right. CSO so well it made this that whole sequence very confusing since you mm-hmm. couldn't tell where anyone was yeah it all and maybe that was the point but I, I don't buy that I think it was just uh, laziness on the part of these people deciding what to use as the background. Yeah, well, they're thinking they're all using that. They're using CSO for it all for the background. Let's just use the same one. You know why change it? It's rock. Mm-hmm. But you can tell it's the same. Really, really not good. I also didn't like the way they did the tried to do fog on top of the CSO mm. when the doctor is out walking through the foggy area. You can see the the whiter smoke, you know, coming through the vent. Like I said, we saw that three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, for long sequences. Yeah, too. for long sequences. Um, and then when he's walking through it with his scarf over his face to try to keep some of the poison fumes out, I guess, the, the bottom two-thirds of the picture has this haze over it, and the top third is clearer. I guess meant to show how the poison gas was creeping up higher and higher and filling the cavern, filling the tunnel. But it just looked wrong. Um, And then there's the whole thing about the doctor and the poison gas, which you kind of talked about before, that, you know, how can he, in the last episode, well, yeah, in the Sunmakers, he succumbs to that poison gas and the... Mm -hmm. Um, booth, but yet in the Robots of Death, the healing doesn't affect him when he's talking to Drax, the or yeah. Dax, the I think it was Drax. Yeah, it's Drax. Um, the robot controller, but yet it affects his voice, the robot controller, so that he's in attack. So I guess the doctor has selective respiratory functions. Because now he's he's not succumbing to it, but yet he's trying to prevent himself from breathing it into it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Depends on what it is, but it's not like we could really know the difference or keep track of the difference as viewers. So all they do is point out that, well, it didn't affect them before. <laughs> now it is. Now it is again, and now it's not again. 
something else I want to point out. When they went to look outside the ship to see what kind of rock, I guess, uh-huh. they were encapsulated with, you could see the stagehand behind the door oh. operating it if you looked closely. Great. That's always nice. Yeah. And old Couldn't cover him with the CSO. Yeah. <laughs> You think they could ha- they could do that? They could. Better. They could dress him in whatever color oh, right. they're using, and then you wouldn't see him either. But no, they chose not to do that. Hmm. I can cut things out of Photoshop. They think that they could do something back then. Yeah, it's a little but harder. They, a yeah. moving picture, probably. Uh, maybe. Oh, considering all the trouble I have. I use Photoshop. I guess maybe if they were that inept, <laughs> trying to th- make something do the way th- what they want it to do and it doesn't seem to flow well, maybe that's their problem. Yeah. Um, I just think that they'd be better at it by now. Um, since how many years have they had since they started with the the third doctor? Has it been like? 10? No. 78 now. So at least 8 years, probably 9, since they first had some CSO at the third doctor's time, you think? Yeah. And I guess they are better with it. They're just not. Not as better as you would expect. No. And not as much improvement as you'd you'd expect. No. <clears throat> and is it just me, or does um, Herrick kind of irritate you? He's very, he overacts quite a bit. Overreacts and overacts. Yeah. When the laser cannons were getting overheated. But the secret is like, it just, he was talking normally, then it's like, but they're overheating. It's like, oh, shut up. It just doesn't seem... It interrupts the flow of the scene, mm-hmm. really, when he's doing that so over the top. Are they trying for the overly acted Greek tragedy or something? Greek play? Oh, Orpheus no. and Herrick. Something before that was kind of a take off on Hercules or Heracles. I wonder what. That's Herc. Herc. Um, so where's Jackson come in? Jackson does not strike me as. Jason. A, huh? He's Jason. Oh, Jason. You think it would make it more of a esoteric sounding name than Jackson? Mm. You know, Herc, Tala, Orth. You know, those are. A little, not a not a name you you hear every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jackson is more of a common name, especially in the United States. So I don't know. 
you know, because it's not like it was, you know, C3PO, R2D2, and Bob, you know, as droids or something, you know? No, C3PO, R2D2, and Luke. Almost as bad. It's only episode two. Only had the one scene really that he was over the top. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, maybe with the with the overseer and he gets upset about being called a trop. Not that he knows what that is. He's just faced with the other guard with a weapon is um, um, posturing, really, with him, not wanting to submit to what he tells him to do, so Clint has to fire on him, and then he uses a shield well, and ends up killing him, which was not badly done, I have to say that. Yeah. It was kind of a good twist that may serve to further things in the next episode. Just that, you know, yes, he killed him, but he didn't mean to kill him. He was defending himself by using this this shield weapon that they have. It just happened to bounce it right back and right at him. So it was kind of an interesting little move. Did make me think of since we were talking about Luke and C-3PO and R2-D2, of when um, they dress as stormtroopers to get out of there and um, Han has to use the radio and they catch him on it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to impersonate the stormtrooper. We're all fine here. <laughs> Down here. <laughs> and then shoots the microphone. So that was much more fun. Than him using the radio to say that, you know, Clint was not not able to talk with them or whatever, but it just impersonating or taking up the the radio call just made me think of that. One of my favorite parts of Star Wars. Anything else? I don't think so. Lousy episode. Hmm? Yeah. Lousy episode. Do you think the group the Trogs came out of this, or they used Trogs because of the group the Trogs? No. Doubt it. First, the band or the episode? Oh, the band, I'm, I'm sure. sure. But that probably the term was probably it. from was before that. I'm sure it. I think it, the Trogs were earlier in the sixties, anyway. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger? Oh, yes. As as such. Yeah, it's not really much of a cliffhanger. No. The doctor bent over the, I mean, made his way through the, the 
fog, the, the, the gas, and is bent over working on the a panel, which isn't even the panel that's spewing the the smoke, so I'm not sure exactly what it is, but we're just led to believe that it's going to stop the smoke. Yeah, I'm assuming so it's a control panel some, of some kind. Yeah. And using a screwdriver to try to get in there to fix it and it's near the end of, we see the smoke pouring out again and then the doctor's head down as he looks down the the part of the panel because it's like two upright square you know squares sandwiched together and a little space in between that he's working down in and he puts his head down like either to see farther or is he succumbing to the gas so I guess that's really the main questions we have with this ending is is he succumbing to the, the poison gases or is he just trying to get a better look at what he's doing he's assistant with a little clip on little light little hang lights you know the mechanic lights mm-hmm. I, I'd always hold that for my dad when he's working on my car to then drop his wrench down the onto the <laughs> garage floor or something so he needs somebody to hold that a light for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not really great. You know, he's already in this situation with this fog anyway. Um, I guess another question would be, as we've said before, will he succumb to the fog this time or will his um, secondary respiratory, respiratory, respiratory bypass. system bypass system, yes, um, save him and have him not be susceptible to this poison that's I guess the real question is how which way is the writer gonna go yeah the they gonna remember with the doctor's physiognomy I'm guessing they don't remember well no I guess they might remember yeah. if they make any comment at all they might just survive it yeah I bet he just survived it oh, not that I think he's gonna die from it well, but I mean I bet he's but not I don't think they'll mention it yeah. is my point I bet he's not going to succumb to any problem with it. No. And he is just trying to fix it. And he would have, he'll turn the right thing with the screwdriver or whatever, and the fog will stop and he'll be fine. And like you said, no, they won't mention anything that he is not going to be, it wasn't going to be a problem to him anyway. Right. But they won't probably say. That's it. That is it. I guess we'll see how he gets out of it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When we talk about episode three of Underworld, hopefully it's better than this one was. Mm-hmm. So join us then, and thank you for listening. <laughs>